Hey, welcome to episode 98 of the Collector's Quest podcast. You know how most podcasts do some kind of listener interaction? Well, we're finally there too. In the first half of this episode, we're answering listener questions about topics like the ones you might have seen in the title. What kind of monetary deal do you give a friend in the hobby, the so-called homie hookup, or how we feel about backdooring someone trying to steal a sale? I talk a bit about my trip to Replay FX and Pinburg, the greatest arcade and gaming convention and largest pinball tournament that barely any normal person has ever heard of. And hey, maybe I'll even be at Portland Retro Gaming Expo this year with Johnny. Maybe. If you want to send questions to the show in the future, just send it to Johnny or me on Instagram or forum or Facebook. Did you know we have a Facebook group? Because we totally have a Facebook group, that's a thing. Also, be sure to tell someone about the show and five-star it on iTunes. It's great. Let's go. Another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny. Hey Tyler, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good, Johnny. Johnny, Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X are sold out on IM8 Bit. Are they finally? Finally happened, huh? Only months later? Oh, so, so story behind this. We were supposed to record this like a week or two ago. We're a little bit late. I was going to say that 100% as a joke, and you were going to say, really? And I was going to say, no, of course they're not sold out, Johnny. But when I last checked, they were actually sold out on the website, which oh. I think is crazy. I can't believe they sold out. I can't believe I can't believe people bought them. I mean, I can believe Mega Man fam, fans bought them, but good luck flipping those for all those people who bought it for those purposes. You know who you are. Stop trying to defend yourself. It's fine. I'm Johnny, not, I just bought it to play it. I mean, uh -huh. God. I'm not, uh -huh. sure, sure, because there was no other way to play those games. There was not, like, if only they had released any kind of Mega Man collection recently on any system. <laughs> that was only on the X any game. system. Oh, well, the X, X is one of the ones they released, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and right. then there was that other Mega Man set, and then there's all the collections you could buy before that. There's been a Mega Man collection since GameCube has been... It's just... All those people who say that, you're liars. You're fucking liars. Knock it off, Okay. Knock it off. Also, just go buy the card of Mega Man X. Was it? Why are you? Why do you drag me down this hole? It just upsets me, Tyler. I don't want to. That's. I, don't know. I was legit worried that like the homebrew people involved were going to be stuck with all this like unsold stock. But apparently, this like since this sold out at such a high print run, that guarantees we're basically going to have these kind of games. Yeah, we're going to see now. it again. Yeah, oh, I'm kinda. so excited. It, Let's see what they press next. <laughs> oh man. You know, they'll probably do something shitty like Castlevania, and I'll be like, fuck. And I'll just be like, opening my wallet and shamefully dishing out money like some other jerk on this podcast. I hope the next one is $199, and they're like, we put LEDs in the cart, so now it's an extra 100 bucks. What I hope they do is, like I said before, is just make everything glow in the dark. 
Because it's super relevant. No, it can't be everything. It's got to be a chase cart. No, no. Everything should glow. The, the, the one that doesn't glow in the dark now has to be the chase cart. That's <laughs> that's like kind of a better idea, because who the fuck wants a glow-in-the-dark cart? But all right. Johnny, is this what is this what our listeners want us to be talking about? You think no, they're sick no, of us no. talking about yeah, they are. reproductions they, of old games two, yet? Two and a half minutes of of uh, this. They're they're not ready for rants yet. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, let us uh, let us focus up real quick and get to what the episode is. Johnny, what the, that was a perfect that was a softball transition for you to be like, oh, what do the listeners want us to talk about? And you I, just screwed it up. I was getting there in my own roundabout way and screw anything up. This is the episode I brought to you and the topic I brought to you. Don't don't come at me like the Listen, okay, co-host? Just t- ratchet it down a level. Okay? Do you want to be back on the bench? <laughs> no, on the I'm, bench? <laughs> yeah, I'm just Are kidding. Are you going to go back to doing microcasts? That, yeah, no, I need you. Shh, don't leave. We polled the audience for this episode, but I don't want to just say this is the audience mailbag episode, though it kind of is, but we do have a couple of relevant topics. Like two of the bigger questions we're going to get to, which I thought were like pretty good topic material. And that is the friend deal. You know, like how much when, how do you interact with someone, you know, you're friends with your buddy with, and they, and you're like, you know, you've got extra stuff. You're selling it. Maybe you're selling out part of your class. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you come to terms with a good price? And then the other part, the other bigger part of the episode I want to talk about is backdoor deals. One, what is, I want to, I'm going to give my opinion. Tyler's going to give his opinion, but I'm curious to know your guys' opinion on backdoor deals. Is it a kill or be killed world or is it a a be kind or a community? Let's do the right thing for each other. Anyways, we'll get to that, but we also have a bunch of other questions. Uh, Tyler, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with our big ones or do you want to start with some quick ones? I thought we were just going to do them in whatever order. How come order is always an issue on this podcast? We can't ever There's, sort anything did, out. You, you No, th- there was no defined order. Right, let's, There's no defined order, Let's start with Tyler. the small stuff, and then we can get into longer conversations about no, the big I, stuff. No, or you want to sprinkle uh, it in? I'm gonna, No, I'm no, fine right. with doing that, but I want to make some things clear. Because you're always like, the order, Johnny, you messed it up. Oh, you're like panicky and like, you know, like a, a crazed look. That, that's not, guys... The I thought it was just going to be, let's go with the flow. Tyler. And you're like, all right, how are we going yeah. to do this? Yeah, that was going with the flow. Like, what do you want to do? That's going with the flow. That's exactly what it is. You are n- the opposite of go with the flow. You are like rigidity, marching, straight line, single file. Tell me how this is going to be. Going with the flow is just letting whatever happens. So before this episode, we said, all right, we've got these questions. I'm going to read them to you, Tyler. You're going to answer first, and then I'll come in. That's how we. That's how we did this, Tyler. And you're like, now you're panicking, and I don't know why. I just asked you what you right. wanted. To, what right. you wanted first? I'll fight Johnny, you. Who, I'll what? cut you dead. <laughs> fight me with with what? You live on the other side of the country, Johnny. What are you going to do over here? I will see you in Portland, and you will never. You make You don't it even home. know that that's true yet. We have. I, I have d- not one hundred percent confirmed that. You are going to Portland, or else. All right. There we go. There we go. And everybody right. else. It's sorted. so now you got. Come to the we Collector's are, Quest meetup at Johnny's Table at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I don't, I don't have a table. Johnny's going to get a table so he has a place to hang out and chillax while he's not walking around. I, I would like to. It depends how much those tables are. Anyways, point being, what do you want to do first? I would love for everyone to come to a table if we have one. We will be in Portland. Come visit us. Come hang out. Tyler, where do you want to start? 
All right, let's start with the homie hookup, Johnny. That's the first thing that you told me, I think. Okay, homie hookups. So, Tyler, I, I was posed the question, and it, I'm we're condensing it a little bit, but if you were dealing with a friend and you were going to sell them some games, uh, what kind of price do you give them, or what kind of price would you expect if you were buying from a friend uh, from them? And like, what are the factors that kind of determine that? Well, off eBay, I think like a baseline, you have to cut 10% off because eBay is basically going to eat 10% anyway. So if you're charging eBay prices, that's ridiculous. Right. I'm with you on that. From there, I it, it there's a lot of factors that come into it. So I would I would call myself acquaintances or friends with a couple of game store owners. And there I have to understand like that's their livelihood. They're running a business. So as as much as I may be friends with them, like they can't be giving friend deals to everyone because all their customers they try to be their friends with. So I'm well, basically yeah, expecting to, to pay business. eBay minus ten percent at my like game stores. Okay. And then that's, that's fair. From there, like if I'm super close with someone, like I almost like give games away or like, you know, half market price just to be like hundred percent sure, like, dude, you're getting a good deal on this. I know you're not gonna sell it. Just have this, that kind of thing. But other okay. than that, what I'm gonna do is basically Almost all of my like game collecting acquaintances, they're all selling stuff online too. They're on Nintendo Age, on Game PC, stuff like that. So I know what they price their stuff at, and if they're giving like crazy deals to people, I'm gonna give them crazy deals. If they're like that guy who's posting threads that is like eBay prices for NES games, like what is this guy doing? He's never gonna sell anything. Like then I'm just gonna be like, all right, you can have it for price charting minus five percent. Like even if they're my friend, like if you're giving bum deals to people, I'm not gonna give you a great deal. Okay, so uh, I, I'm with you on some of that. Let me ask a little bit about that. So, uh, regardless, regardless if uh, they're your friend or not, if they, if you feel like they're overcharging the community, you're going to penalize them as well, even if they maybe don't do that with you. I feel, I feel like if I'm a close enough friend with you, just because of my personality, you're probably the kind of person who either doesn't like people who do that, or we get together and make fun of the people who do that. So I don't, okay. I can't even think that I, I have many friends who like, you know, put up stupid prices on stuff like that. But if I'm like your acquaintance and I do want to give you a deal, but you're terrible at pricing things and don't give other people in the community a deal, you know, I'm probably not going to give you like the hot hookup deal. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and I, I'm in agreement with you on most of that stuff for me again, any event I'm at, it's pretty much got to be, if if I'm not on eBay, I do expect minus 10% of eBay. If you're asking for eBay, the reason you, you can't ask for eBay, and like I, I feel bad saying this, but a lot of these people I don't know completely or anything, if we're just at a convention, if I can get it on eBay, I'm going to just buy it on eBay. I get eBay bucks back. I have the protection of PayPal and eBay on my side if anything goes wrong. You know, it, it is nice to see, you know, something... You know, bird in the hand and all that, but not at ten percent more. Yeah. You know, if I if I'm just gonna for just like if it's roughly the same price and it's something I super want, maybe I'll I'll bend to it, but I won't be happy about it. I won't want to come back to you uh just because I'm you know missing out uh on on some kind of value there. If you are my friend, if you are a close friend, like you said, I just want you to take this stuff. Fair and equitable trade. If we're doing like a large trade like, it doesn't matter what we price things at as long as we're pricing things the same way. Like, if I got 15 things and you got 15 things, put them all at market. I don't care. Or just take my 15 things for your 15 things if it's close. I don't really care about that. I don't get caught up on the money too much. If 
it is kind of business friends or kind of convention acquaintances or someone I've like dealt with a bunch before. Like I try to do, you know, between 70 and 80% of whatever market is. So I try to, you know, that 10% off of eBay and then an additional 10 to 20% off if it's like the homey hookup. If it's someone I know like pretty well from a convention or they've bought something like a, if they've ever spent a bunch of money somehow with me before, which has happened a few times and I, I just have it, then whatever. I, I am selling stuff and I know what I paid for it. So that's the other factor, right? If I know what I paid for it, if I found a hundred dollar game and I got it for $5, I can afford to sell it for 30 or $40. Cause unlike those retailers you're going to, this is not my livelihood. This is just like, oh yeah, I can hook you up with this at way under, but you know, I would love, I want to start in those ranges. I talked about that, you know, going from 10%, getting down to like 70 and then like 50% and below for, for close friends or whatever I paid. Sometimes it's just whatever I paid for a super close friend. Yeah. And I mean, ideally the relationship that I'd want to have with a friend is like how me and you, like, I just took a picture of all my Xbox games. You're like, I need all those. And I sent them all over to you. And you're like, hey, I got these couple NES games. And I'm like, hey, I need Solitaire and you need to get me this homebrew. And you just sent them to me. It's like, we didn't compare values on that stuff. It's no, just why, like, we know bother? each other needs them. We're not out there to like sell them or anything. Like that would be totally ideal for me if I could be in that world. And this doesn't happen often to me. But the one thing is like, it's it just happened like only one or two times where like I give someone like a really good deal on something and then they go around and I see them like two weeks later, they have it for sale. And I'm like, Dude, you were like telling me you needed this. What are you doing? So, yeah, don't don't use me to line your your pocketbook. If you've kept the game for a long enough time and you decide you are selling stuff, then cool, whatever. But don't don't like right after I sell you something, be like, oh, I got a sweet deal. Let me go. Let me go turn around and make money on this. Yeah, that's and that's super also, rude. I, I I hate that. Because I am the talk behind your back jerk in the community who's like making fun of people who put up ridiculous prices and have stupid business practices, I don't want to be seen as that person. So even when I'm just pricing things to like the various game communities I'm a part of, I want to have a like better than just 10% off eBay prices because I want to not be seen as like the price guy. I want to have pretty good prices. Yeah, I it like a lot of it does come down and I don't sell that much. Like people are like, oh well, he's always at convention selling. That was like literally backlogs of doubles and stuff I built from acquiring the collection, not stuff I went I don't I don't go buy stuff to resell it typically. That's not yeah, really my MO. No, it's just such a I, this is not my yeah, it's not my job. I, I like to spend money on games to put in my collection, not to try and sell. Like that's just I don't have time for that. I've got too many other things going on. Selling games is not my hobby. Anyways, enough about that. I think we kind of covered that. Let's do a let's do a quicker one since that was kind of a long one. Let's uh, let's ask you, Tyler. What was the most painful game set to collect for, for you personally? Are are we giving like are we giving credit to these wonderful people who are want to be part of the show enough to ask questions to us? Could we give sure, them like, that just was a name. Shout that was out? Bandicoot. Yeah, Bandicoot Bill asked us that. From All right, thanks, Instagram. Bandicoot Bill. The, the first one came from the VGDB. Okay. Thank you for your questions. All right. The most painful set to collect. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm thinking about this one for a second. Okay. You think I'll, All right, I'll, you think, I'll yeah, jump uh, in because I have an answer. It, it's the Wii because I do collect for it and I just, it hurts. I don't want to collect for it. It feels bad. 
I just wanted to complete all the Nintendo consoles. And it just, it is numbing going through some of that stuff. I imagine PS2 and uh, feels that way. Xbox feels that way a little bit, but the Wii really, even as a Nintendo console, it hurts. It, it is just, it's a super large library. It's full of trash. Yeah, it's it's hard to collect for. It's hard to collect for. So I... I mean, the NES, like, it's hard to say that was the hardest just because, you know, I've I've been collecting it for so long, and I, I don't even Not have hardest. a full set. Not hardest, most the, painful. Mm, that's painful because I don't know if I'll ever have a stadium events, so that might be the reason it's the most painful. Uh, okay. The single worst game to collect, though, I think was Atlantis on the Odyssey 2, which I overpaid for by, like, a factor of five just because I spent, like, a year looking for it, and it never came up. So maybe the Odyssey 2, despite it being, like, the cheapest, easiest set there is to collect. All right. I, I guess I had too much fun collecting my other sets to even, even like tracking down the uncommon stuff for it to be painful. So that's my answer. Odyssey two. Okay. Stefan, me... go collect Odyssey two. You know, you want a full set. It's only 47 or 49 games. He can't, he's too busy collecting every fucking thing else. <laughs> like literally everything else in the whole world. That guy makes me look like someone who is uh Spartan and, uh, you know, against material objects. No, his Genesis sets like it's like three or four times what yours is. It's crazy. That's true. It's, that's crazy. Um, hey, what's your cheapo game recommendations? Uh, what are some cheap games? Uh, or cheap games don't necessarily mean bad. So tell us. This comes from Manny Zero. Thanks for your question, Manny. Uh, well, for me, I, I want to stay away from like super obvious stuff, but like Ninja Gaiden, dude, that game's like what ten bucks? Ninja Gaiden, that you can play that game all day. New Super Mario Brothers two sold eight million copies. People don't give that game nearly enough credit. I think it's one of the best Mario games. I've said that multiple times. Hey kids, editor's note: I meant New Super Mario Brothers U. New Super Mario Brothers two is not a very good game. Uh, the first Disgaea game on either PSP, PS2, or PC that has to be less than twenty dollars. I've put like a hundred hours into that one, and I don't even play RPGs. And then to give one more Night Stalker on the Intellivision, which somehow got brought up on the show. I don't remember how, but Halloween games. Yeah, Night Stalker, best Intellivision game, one of the best games of the early 8 bit era. Just such an amazing game. Yeah, it depends what era you're looking for. If we're talking like modern stuff, you can go get a bunch of awesome PS3 games like available for under $10. And that's largely because they did all these DLC like included packs and. All the content now, four different editions. So, like, the first editions are usually fairly cheap. Like, you can get an original Bioshock for, like, 6 or $7 sometimes. So, like, that's a an easy answer. Also, just about, like, all the good games on the Genesis. Not all of them. Like, you know, some of the lesser-known titles. But if you want to play Sonic 1 through 3, you can get those pretty cheap. You know, there, there's so many ways. Like, people always like, oh, games are so expensive. There's always the weird, uncommon ones that get that way. but we're even talking about Mario. You can go find Mario, you know, for not that much money. Also depends if you're trying to collect complete or card only. Anything on the original Xbox, you know, there's there's lots of cheap games. Games get a bad rap for being expensive. A lot of them are the like there's certain games that are just dumb expensive, but a lot of the best ones are still not too bad. Yeah, one of uh, one of the things I want to do for an episode is like you have $500, build the best game collection you can and see what we can get Ooh. just to prove like how many crazy games like, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 and Sonic 2 you can end up with with a relatively low budget. Okay, so that's that's a great idea. I love that idea. 
Like we'll we'll make a thing. We'll encourage listeners to make a list too. Start thinking about that, guys. It's a really good idea, Tyler. I like that a lot. I wanted to do that ever it's since. Like you, what oh. were you on? You were on Narc, and you did like the arcade draft. And I'm like, oh, that would be fun oh, doing yeah. like that with a certain amount of money for video games. Yeah, that would be fun. Cool. Yeah, let's let's Great do idea, that. Tyler. Right. Okay. Good idea, Tyler. I like it. Okay, let's move on to the other semi-big one because I don't think it's going to take that long, but I do want to make sure we have enough time to address it. What do you think of people that make backdoor deals on offer up Craigslist and eBay or anywhere else for that matter, forums? Like, what do you think of these backdoor guys? Like, someone puts something up for, like, just to be clear what that is. Somebody puts something up for sale. It looks like it's, you know, the seller is either confirmed with you that they'll sell it to you. The item looks to be, you know, it's sold. And then someone comes in around you, privately messages the seller and says, I'll pay you a little bit more. I can do this for you right now. They they come in, they swoop in and steal it out for out from under you after you've already confirmed you are going to buy it. You have a handshake deal in process. So I think the main problematic thing is if the seller takes a backroom like one of those backroom deals, backdoor deals, whatever, after they've already confirmed the sale. That's when it really becomes a jerk move. It's if you're the buyer and you're trying to get it, if you don't know that a sale has already taken place, I think it's totally legit to offer more for a thing than it's being advertised at. So I've done that with uh, this really rare, not super rare, but this rare pinball machine TX sector is super desirable. One came up for like, it was like $1,400 and I messaged them and I'm like, hey, I will give you $1,700 and I will pick it up this weekend and it turned out that I had beat someone else's bid by $1,600 without knowing it. So I wasn't like really backdooring them in that case. But I think it's totally legit to try to offer more for something that's clearly underpriced. Something like that. But I don't, I don't think that's what they're saying. I think specifically the argument is the sale has already been made. The buyer, so the buyer has agreed with someone that they're going to sell it. Like you've agreed that you're going to sell me something, Tyler. And then somebody else comes up to you and says, Oh, Johnny's going to buy that for $20. They don't say me, but I, I know you sold this for $20, but I would give you 40 for it right now. Do you want to sell it to me instead? That's the kind yeah, of shit we're so talking about. So I think about. in the, in the potential buyer's case, I think it's like they're kind of an ethical jerk, but in some cases it might be that game they've been searching for for a year. And I, I understand where they're coming from because they don't care if they screw anyone. It's the seller. If the seller reneges on the deal that they've already made, then they're just a complete asshole. In my, that's that's how I feel about that. Like I would never renege on a deal if someone offered me like a hundred dollars more for something. I would be like, sorry, it's already sold. Yeah. So here's the thing. So on something like OfferUp, Craigslist, you know, I think those people are just they're not really in the video game market, right? They're just somebody who happens to have something and they're they're getting rid of it. Those people, I think. It's the Wild West. I think that's shitty, but from the buyer's perspective, you know, you're just trying to move something on offer up. Like if I've got a bed for sale for $100 and someone comes and offers me $200, I'm going to think about that $200 because I'm not a part of the bed selling community. You know, I don't give a shit about that. I'm just trying to get some money for whatever else I need. Um, I'm not saying that's right, but I can see their point of view on that as the seller. As the buyer, that's kind of a scummy thing to do because you know it was already sold. Uh, you know, is it, are we at the point where it's a killer be killed world out there in video game collecting where you got, is anything so rare? I mean, I think you do find this kind of stuff on the rare items, you know, and that's unfortunate. 
It happens all I don't the time like in it. pinball. Like, that's kind People of, are real mad yeah. in the pinball community about this. And I think reasonably so. But like on, say, Nintendo Age or on Instagram, if you are a member of the community and you do that kind of shit, I will cut you out of the community the best I can. I will point at you. I will say your name. I will post pictures. Do not do that shit, okay? We're all here together. We're all living in this little dump at the same time. And please just don't shit where you eat and where I eat, okay? Because I don't want to smell it. I want to get along. I want us all to have a nice time. I want to make it nice for everybody. And we can all have nice things. Nothing is so rare most of the time that another one isn't going to pop up that you're not going to get a deal on. So, uh, yeah, just don't do that. It's not cool. You know, we're we're in this together, especially somewhere here, somewhere that's small. Like, you think, oh, Instagram's got so many people. Or Nintendo Age has got thousands of people. Dude, people know, and we will we will point you out. So, I yeah, I'm, I don't like it at all. Like, offer up and all that stuff. That's a little bit different because that's not, to me, that's not the community. Here's the community. At the local conventions, that's the community. You know, all the forums, that's part of, you know, who we are and where we, where we are. And, uh, yeah, that's bad form. Yeah. So, point out, the next time you see something like this, point it out. Because I honestly have not had a lot of experience with it in, like, the actual community. I imagine it happens on Craigslist and, and stuff like that all the time. I'm just not buying video games there. I always feel like if there's a high-end item, they're like, oh, I've got a stadium events, $15,000 or best offer. And like they start it so high. Like, how could you have a backroom deal when your best offer is going to be like two thirds of your price? Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been around some forum deals. I've had it happen to me where that shit happens. And you get banned from certain forums for doing that. If you find out that you did that, oh, yeah. if you've made an agreement, you're out. You know, that's the other thing. That's what I'm saying. Don't mess around with that. People will cut you out and they will, they don't forget. Especially like in a written form. Don't. Like that shit's there forever. People will just look it up and bring it up all over. They'll have pictures of it. Like you just won't be welcome back. You'll have to make a fake name and like, you know, try and skirt the outskirts until you can get your good graces back in. It's not worth it. Correct, Johnny. You got it. Okay. Let's go to another question. That one was from J-Rob. Thanks, J-Rob. Uh, this one comes from my pal Arturo. Arturo Gutierrez on Instagram. What are your thoughts on the NES Classic outselling the PS4, Xbox, and Switch in the month of June? Johnny, you think this is cooler than I do? I think it's cool, yeah. Go ahead, but give me your opinion. I, just, I mean, just go ahead and right, say right, it. You right, got two words. Who cares? It's like the hot thing. It, it came back in stock for a month, and it sold like these freaking old hat consoles do you know who in your life could you possibly know who wants an xbox one that doesn't have it who wants an xbox one i don't know i just feel like like there's there's such old consoles like it's cool like it's cool that there's this much interest in an nes product i guess but it's not like blowing my mind that one month it 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 did because it's basically a video game it's it's like what sixty dollars seventy dollars yeah it's it it's not cost prohibitive we'll say that i think it's awesome you know, I don't think you're giving it enough credit. I, I understand your point of view, but it's not like the NES Classic is new either. You know, that thing had a fairly good run. Yes, the demand was not met on it. All the all the fallout, but all those people who went and bought Raspberry Pis and everybody else, all the people who went and bought Super NES Classics and then just modded those, still the NES Classic comes back and outsells the system. I just think that's cool. Do I think that means anything? No, I just think it's cool. I'm looking up sales yeah. numbers right now. How much has the NES Classic sold? I don't know. 3.6 million 
God of War on PS4 is sold slightly more than the NES Classic Edition. It's a video game. It's a popular, popular video game. Sure. That's what I think. Okay. That's our thoughts on that. Thanks, Arturo. Let's go to the next one. From Archon1981, when are we getting a Flush with Plush episode? Yep, that's uh, that's that's going to be one of those running jokes on the show forever. <laughs> so let, let's let's explain the process of how an episode happens. I okay, go, go one of us goes, hey, we need to record. And then we're both like, what's the topic? And we're both like, I don't know. And we've got this episode's ideal list that must have like 25 different topics in it, including Flush with Plush. And Johnny never picks it. So that's why we haven't done Flush with Plush. Because it's always like, oh, it's... It's such a last-minute thing. We don't have time to do all the research. Let's just pick one of the easy ones. So we pick something that we either know or something that doesn't require a lot of research. And no or, one knows all I mean, the plush games off the top of their head, except Johnny by now, because this idea has been stewing in his head for a year. Okay, well, let's be fair. We don't always pick the easy ones. Sometimes something new and interesting just hits me that I'm like, oh, I'm enamored with the new idea. And so we'll go do the research for that. So it's not just like, oh, let's pick the easiest one. We are that's, so lazy. Uh, yeah, we are super lazy. Um, I'm not saying we've never just went like, let's just do a quick one. Because obviously we have. And we know that. And you guys know that. Doesn't mean it's not entertaining. Does it mean it's one of our super informational episodes? No. But uh, the Flesh with Plush episode, it's all about filling out that content. I, it is, like, it's kind of a joke, but I put when I put it on the dock, I did not put it on the dock as a joke. You can ask Tyler. That, it was 100% serious. I said, you know, I'm looking at all these Plush games. I got a bunch. I would like to know all of them, and I think we could talk about that for 30 minutes. So, it's a real idea. Definitely so going to turn into an hour and 20 minutes, but yes. Well, that's because Tyler just... He does so many things wrong, and it takes so long to correct him. <laughs> you know, people people have told me uh, outside the show, they really like when we talk about what we bought and what we play, and we don't talk about that enough, Johnny. We've got to extend that second half of the show even longer. Do people really tell you that? I've had two people tell me that. Really? Although they were well, both in the same Discord server, so they were just kind of agreeing with each other. Okay. Well, uh, also join us on Media Monday, where that is one of our sole focuses. What did you buy? What do you play? Every Monday, sometime between 6 and 7, I pop on for 10 to 30 minutes, and we talk about that exclusively, Exclusive. regardless if there's if there's an episode or not. We all get to chat, but I want you mainly to tell me what you are buying and playing, because I've got this whole podcast where I can talk to you guys, so please talk to me. Next question comes from Tropical Bits. Do you like at Tropical Bits? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, I like Or him. she. I don't know. No, it's a dude. All right. He's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, on. Yeah, I, bits. Like, I actually I don't know he's who you are. South- I'm sorry. Oh, you should follow him. He's got a very good account. I like his account. I believe he's in South America, and he's got lots of cool Sega stuff, too, that you get to see. Yeah, it's good. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of cool stuff. Some new stuff, too. Like, he's just got a very good collection. So was that the real question, following. Johnny? <laughs> yeah, that was the real question. Do oh. you like tro- at Tropical Bits? All right. Hey, I'm actually not and, following him. And I am, and he should know that I like him, because I usually like his pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a 50-50 here. So, you got Strikers and Battle Garega in your first six, so I'm okay there. But I don't know. That arcade cabinet, it's like, eh. PSP games, eh. Panic Restaurant, okay. So, yeah, I'm 50-50 got, on you, Tropical Bits. He's got... No, that's called a good variety. Uh, you would say the same thing if you went and looked at my page. Oh, yeah, I know. So, that's that's not cool. Be nice. No, it's nice. Be nice, I, I like Tyler. I like pictures of video games. 
Oh, wait, no, if you scroll down, there's this huge, like, collage of Troubleshooter, and it got messed up because he has to post one more picture. Ooh, that, that's counting against him. But do you like the idea that he did a big collage of, of Troubleshooter? Yes, I know you're fond right. of yeah, Troubleshooter. These are, these are good pictures. I've never played okay. Troubleshooter. You reneged? All right, cool. Well, let's move on to the next question. That Actually, he's got from... a big Vectrix thing, and Vectrix is just total garbage. So, you know what? Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to get Tropical so much... Bits. Tropical Bits, I love you. I'm sorry. Keep posting your cool stuff, especially if it's foreign. This is called V0MBIE, so zombie or zombie, uh, some variant of that. Uh, we see him in the chat pretty regularly, but let's answer his question. Do you ever plan on selling your collection before you die, or will you pass it on someday? Johnny, you'd never sell your collection. Oh, I would. I've, I've always said, since like I think the first or second episode, that this collection is always for sale. For the right money. Not necessarily all of it, but definitely chunks. All right, so are, are, are we keeping your your sale a secret right now? Or what's it's, happening? It's, it's not a secret. We're just not talking about it because it's not relevant. We'll do a whole episode. All right. All right. Um, so I I, know, I I don't have any plans to really sell it. I'm not like considering it an investment or anything. But I know when I die, no one in my family wants any of this at all. Uh, so my comparison which i bring up as much as possible because i think it is so relevant and so many people have they just don't realize it they think that they see these games they know which ones are valuable they know how to sell them uh my grandfather died and he left us a huge stamp collection and a huge coin collection and you know you we're not going to go and look up each individual stamp and coin there's there's thousands of them so we we just brought in some guy who like a stamp guy and he just looked at all our stamps and he's like, I'll give you $10,000 for them. And they just took it. Cause like, what are we going to do? We're going to say like, no, we, we want 20,000. We don't know what we have. So almost certainly <laughs> he had a collection worth a lot more than $10,000, but there's nothing we oh, could yeah. do. Cause no one was going to put in the effort to deal with all this crap. And then the same thing with coins. Like we haven't sold his coins. They're just kind of sitting everywhere. And every once I'll in a while, $500 for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Can you take stuff to a coin shop? They're not going to sort through loose coins. They're going to be like, oh, it's a bulk lot of freaking coins. We'll give you, like, 25 cents a pound or whatever they pay for bulk coins, so... I, I got $500. You ready? I'm willing to gamble on that coin lot. It's not even a lot. We just got, like, random binders all over the place. And, okay. and like, I started, like, I started, like, looking up Are you anything taking that looked, my like, silver or large. Are you taking my I $500? I don't have it. Like, my family has it somewhere. Tell that... I know your mom is listening. Oh, I will give hey, you five hundred dollars for this. If you've got, first of all, mom, you shouldn't have sold that stamp lot for ten thousand dollars. You know we got ripped off. Yeah, that you maybe you it was totally my grandma's punt. fault. That was a punt on that one. You guys totally <laughs> got taken. Like I sold, I like I, I inherited some of these coins. I sold some on Craigslist. Some didn't sell. Some sold really fast. I'm like, oh hey, probably something good in that lot. And I just you know, imagine like I'm the guy giving those good video game deals on Craigslist. It feels like it's so weird being on the other side of the coin when you know there is another side of the coin, which sometimes those pun people intended. Are Boom. Uh, oh, did it? <laughs> Double pun there. All right. But honestly, I know a coin guy. I know a couple of coins. I don't I don't even know where I have any coins left. But to bring it back uh, to bring it back to video games, uh, I have tried to keep my significant other informed of expensive video games like all right, if I suddenly die, I know you're not going to want to sell Otis. Here's a list of everything worth over $100 and everything worth over $1,000. At least find these games and don't just like sell them in a bulk lot to the local game store. 
And okay. even though, you know, that's not a huge list, they she's like, no, I'm not going to deal with this if you die. I'm just going to get rid of it all. So don't leave your games to your family. They don't want them. They don't want to deal with them. No one wants to deal with them. They're never going to look up prices. Okay. So first thing, I know it's a little morbid, but uh, also if you die suddenly sometime soon, you should just tell Ada to reach out to me, right? Oh, I that's a be better idea. Inf- I told her to reach out to uh, the game store that I like. But you know what? No. Yeah, Ada, I know you're listening to me editing this. You should reach out to Johnny. But seriously, on the coin thing, we we know, like, we don't know personally, but uh, Eric, who was on the show, and, like, his whole family and his wife's family, they're, like, some of the foremost coin authorities in the world. So if you have some coins, like, I'm sure we could pay them or at least get Drew to take a cursory look and tell us if it's something you should even be looking at or you should just dump. So it's not like we don't know people. Uh, so here's where I'm going to jump in on the if I died thing. If I died, uh, I already kind of have a guy in place, and he doesn't know a lot about video games, but he knows a lot about magic cards, and the skill set to sell these items and look them up and establish prices is very similar. It You know, they mirror each other. So I have him as, uh, excuse me, uh, as an authority to go look at that. And also I have... Eric and other friends all around who would be able to come and help my wife if it was sudden, you know, if I died tomorrow or I was in a car accident, hopefully none of that ever happens and I just die of old age. But that being the case, would I leave it to someone? Well, if you would have asked me a month or two ago, I would have told you I have no one to leave it to. So I, you know, my answer would have been like, who do I leave it to? None of my family. Like we're not really close. I would just have to have one of my friends, someone inherit it, like my best friend's kids or something like, you know, it's the Hunger Games for my material goods. Which one of you little kids do I like best? Prove yourself to Johnny and you get all his crap. But now my wife is pregnant and uh, I have a little child on the way. So now maybe uh, we'll we'll see. That's I don't have a, a super solid answer there because who knows? what his interest will be if he will be super into these games or if he will think this is the dullest worstest stuff in the world and would i ever sell it yeah and i i my hope is that i sell it before i die unless i unless my son is super interested in this stuff then yeah it's gonna go i'm not opposed to selling things you guys may have heard i know people like tyler's referenced selling his collection a few times is What's happened? And I, I think I saw some pictures. Let me just kind of clear that up. Yes, I sold a large portion of my Sega collection, uh, Genesis collection. Not the whole thing, but most of it. A full set, but I got a lot of doubles and other stuff. I will go into all the reasons for that later. It's not a big deal, guys. It, it totally isn't. I, I want to have a whole show on how that's totally not a big deal. But we'll get there. Just no one panic, all right? I'm not, like, selling out of the whole game. Because I had a few people message me, like, oh, my God, is everyone selling out? No, 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 no. That, that's that's not it. Anyways, I know I just dropped some news on Tyler, so he's probably like, baby, what the hell? Hey, baby. He's, so, he's like, he's selling, oh, my God, <laughs> what the hell is happening? I can feel his panic right now. We'll talk about it later. Um, so kind of on the same path of that question, if you sold off your entire collection but kept one game... Wait, wait, Johnny, before we go into this, I have one more thing to say. I hear oh, this all okay. the time. I, I'm not a dad, so I don't, I don't I don't know anything about kids. But one thing people always say, like on like just forums and Reddit, like, I hope to leave this collection to my kids one day. Like, imagine if your father gave you his collection of like 60s 
classical music LPs. Like, not like the freaking hate. the Beatles and stuff. I'm talking about just like classical music because that's what he was into. I feel like that's what it would be like to inherit a collection of video games you have zero attachment to. You'd be like, what? Spiritual Warfare? Ultima Exodus? Like, Dad, I want to play Fortnite. I want to play Minecraft. What is this crap? So. Well, unless they are, like, unless they're collectors at heart and kind of sat by your side and got interested in it, there's no way to do it. Uh, we keep talking about Eric, and that's Excite Bike Games. Uh, but he got into coins and comic collecting, and so did, you know, his wife. So they are people who became passionate about that stuff. Uh, because sometimes the collector gene is just something that's passed on. It's also called obsessive compulsive disorder. So that's a thing that Woo. can happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Woo, got it. Got it. Got that one too. Collected it. So it really depends. Like I said, if if my son does not give a shit about this, my goal is hopefully to sell this and then, you know, go on a super sweet vacation somewhere or retire or help my retirement because social security won't exist by the time I get there. So cool. Definitely um, for me too. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not seeing a dime of that. It's a good thing I'm investing in no. retro games, Johnny. Woo. Yeah, woo. Investments. Okay. Yeah. These are real. Yeah. I, I, this is not like, I don't really think of this as my retirement. I do think I could sell it and make some money, but I'm not like, this is how I'm retiring. That's not what I'm saying. You should not have that mindset. So I had, I, I have the mindset, like I'll be able to sell this for some money at some point if I really need to. And what always like, just puts a little pin in my in whatever uh when i see like these guys that go after like really really nice high-end stuff like uh, original video game art and i'm just like damn it they're they're doing like real investing over there with their collecting that's like a real thing they're doing i'm definitely not doing that and i get jealous of those guys oh yeah because you're like i'm just down here with all the other commoners slumming it and these guys are dropping fifty thousand yeah, oh, dollars on art there are three hundred thousand right? copies of of this you know alan sir jr on nes so. Yeah. Meanwhile, there, this original art <laughs> went for $50,000 and people fought over it. Um, yeah. Those are the people doing the real heavy lifting. Yep. Sorry. Sorry for us. And they have to like find it because you can't just like go and buy art. You got to like suss it out. No, there's research. You got to be a little bit of a te detective. We are probably going to have someone on the show super soon Ooh. who will talk to us about that process. And he's from Wada Game. So Dennis, our super Ness man. Uh, he will tell us about that because he is someone who's had some of that art and he buys some of that like weird memorabilia stuff and he's got a super sweet collection. So if you don't follow Super Ness Man, you should give him a follow. He's been super busy because he's Super Ness Man and so he hasn't been the most consistent poster in the last couple months, but you should see him more frequently now. Anyways, to Reno, the collector's question, now that we've theoretically sold all of this stuff, what's the one game you keep to play? All right, so I'm going to have a cop it answer because... If if digital games count, because Diablo 2 is is technically, I mean, it's physical, but it doesn't matter. I would keep Diablo 2 as my my one and only game. I put thousands of hours into that game. If that doesn't count, it's it's Ninja Gaiden 3. I could play the game forever, it seems. Yeah, my cop-out answer is WoW. Uh, my super cop-out answer. That's even more of a cop-out than Diablo 2, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, my super cop-out answer is Magic the Gathering, uh, one of its digital what? incarnations. Oh, Magic the Gathering Online, a game that you don't even have to buy? Well, you have to buy cards yeah. for it. Like, it is uh, a game you play on your computer, is it? A, right. Is it not a digital game? No, it is. Uh, that's why I said it was a super cop-out answer. It's, I also, I think that's a weird gray space for games, and I know it's not what we're talking about. The game I would probably keep is, oh man, that's so hard. It would probably be Final Fantasy, like probably one or three. Or, Final or Fantasy like one, you're going to play Final two. Fantasy one. 
over and I've over played, again. I have played Final That's the thing. I've Final Fantasy 1 is like my poop game. So I just call it my poop game because like walk into a bathroom, if you got 20 minutes, you just play. Not that you're always in there 20 minutes or anything, but like if I'm sitting down Start a in a doctor's Fantasy office, game. I just, well, I have like a file that I just play that I just, you know, if I'm out. I've beat it on like about every system you can beat it on. I'm mad that it's not on the Xbox because I can't get trophies for it. That's the only reason I want it to be on the Xbox. But doesn't Xbox have achievements? PlayStation has trophies. Yeah, well, achievements, whatever. You know what I mean. Okay. Uh, PlayStation didn't didn't have the achievement things for that uh, last time I looked. So yeah, I would Final Fantasy one probably. Have you done like the the challenge stuff, like beating it with like all red mages or whatever the hardest things? You yeah, could do I've done end? all kinds of yeah, I've done all kinds of dumb shit on that game. Great. Um, I played it once. It was nice. PSP version's way to go. Yeah, agree. What is your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? I'm 29 years old, Johnny. So my answers are going to make everyone mad because they're going to be 90s cartoons. I like Recess and Pepper Ann were the two ones I really remember liking. Do you even know what those are? I do. Okay. I don't. I don't like any of them. Oh, but, Recess yeah. was great. I was always looking forward to Recess. So uh, Saturday morning cartoons are dead. For those who don't know, this question came from CWR2. Thanks for the question, Chris. Uh, mine, and this is weird because in the 80s. You had shows that also ran during the week, and then you had Saturday morning syndication, as, uh, or I think it was called syndication during the week, and then you had the Saturday morning cartoon, but it wasn't under as stringent standards as the ones that aired after school. So you could have like darker stories, I think that's how it went. It's really? either that or the, re- or the reverse. So yeah, Masters of the Universe, though, is my, my answer. Even though it ran during the week, it also was one of these shows that had a Saturday iteration as well. All right. I uh, Like another show I really liked, and this is like when I was much smaller, but was the littles. If anyone knows what the littles are, you might know the, from uh, studio Ghibli Arietti, which is kind of in that same world. Uh, like that's what the littles was based off. Anyways, I liked the littles a lot for some reason. Oh, I, like thought, little people I thought that I might like know mice. what they are until you said that. Now I have no idea. Do you know Arietti? Nope. That's why I have no idea anymore. Oh. Okay. Well, anyways, go check that out. I'm not a huge fan of anime, but I like that, again, because I like the littles. Here's a question from Nestosterone, my favorite guy to follow who just, like, basically puts male nudes out on Instagram, so thanks for giving me confusing feelings. What are the hardest games to track down? Uh, what were the hardest games to track down for your S- Super Nintendo library? This one's for me, Tyler. Um, sorry. Um, for me, the Super Nintendo, it was games like Pieces and Super Copa, both variants of that. Those were hard. There was some other ones that nothing was tremendously hard. Copas were kind of a pain. Like I got a lot of stuff early, all the RPGs. It's just like weird games. Uh, Hurricanes was kind of hard to get too. That was a pain. Like it all comes down to boxes. So if, if you want a box or not, so Hurricanes That's is one my, of the only games I ever sold. Like, like after I started collecting, it's the only game I'm like, I'm never going to want this game again. And I sold it for five bucks in like 2006. You made a mistake. Uh, it's the only mistake I've ever made, though. So it's a pretty good mistake to make. Okay. Well, I don't think that's true. Um, okay. <laughs> what is your what is your favorite lesser known Nintendo series to collect for? This one comes from GameCube Freak Games. Thanks, dude. So... Nintendo specific to Nintendo, or at least originally appeared on like say the NES or something. Go. 
You go first, John. I feel I'm such a set-minded collector where I want the full sets of consoles. I, I don't really collect anything besides console sets. So Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I do like to collect for series. But if you had to say, like, really, like, kind of obscure one stuff I pick up for Blaster Masters one, I like to get all the Blaster Master games, though it was a multi-platform game. Balloon Fight, like, you get Balloon World, like, that's not very many games in the series, but I like that. Balloon Kid? Is that a Balloon Fight game? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I always buy it, like, every time they put it on a digital release. Balloon Fight is just a game I have a lot of nostalgia and, and enjoyment based around, though it's a hard game. And I only want to play it for like 15 minutes, and then I'm good with it. I just enjoy it. Anyways, so that's my answer there. You got one? Or no? It's probably something on Famicom, because that's that's I don't collect sets for Famicom. I can't think of it. The one the one series I collect for that is not like a console set would be Steel Battalion. I have a ton of Steel Battalion stuff. Okay. Well, that's not Nintendo, but sure. I'm sorry. I'm not. No, it, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just being clear. I'm not giving you shit for it. Okay? Just... Relax, okay, pal. All right, we got a few let, more questions. I, down. I know it's okay. When are we getting the so you want to collect for a PS3 episode? Whenever Johnny decides that it's cool enough to collect for you, I feel like it's still in the uncool to collect for. Like people are just kind of getting their feet wet in it. Got to wait till it, like builds up some steam. Like Xbox right now, people are like, "Yeah, Xbox. All right, we can collect that. Let's wait for it to get to at least Xbox level, right?" Yeah, probably. I, I think I don't think it's too early to start collecting PS3. I think you should oh, be in the PS3. Time, right? Yeah, yeah. You should be you should be balls deep in in a PS3. You know, get in there, make make it yours. Um, that GameStop reckoning has to be coming. Like one one of these years, they're gonna have to clear out all their PS3 and Xbox stuff, and that's gonna be yeah. the time to really decide. Like, all right, this is gonna be the cheapest it's ever gonna get. Time to go get it. Yeah, PS3 is going to be really hard, though. Uh, like, we could do an episode where we kind of talk about it, but we would be coming from a place that is, you know, under-informed. And right now w- is the perfect time. This is like when people go out and then they claim all this information and they don't have the whole story and get shit wrong. And then people follow that canon for years God and keep it, getting right. it wrong. So I don't want to, I, w- I don't want to be that guy. I could get, we could, I would never be on the like, so you want to collect for PS3. We could be like, here's some tips for collecting PS3 as we see it right now, but please don't ever take this as canon. And here's, here's our suggestions, but just keep them as suggestions, not as laws. Yeah. Cause like we, what would we do for like rarest PS3 games? We could try to look up 1200 games or however many there are and see what are the hardest to find at this moment in time right now, but that night might not be indicative of like, what's really the hardest to find out there. Cause we might just get lucky with like a super rare game that happens to be on eBay, something like that. Yeah. Or it'll just be like, there's a shit ton of pallets of this other game that you can't find anywhere. And then they just come out like there's There's too many weird things that can happen. It's it would really ruin our whole brand. If we did a PS3 episode anytime soon. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't, I would like to, to tackle it one day. Hopefully we're around long enough to, to say that with confidence, though, I, I think the gaps in those kinds of things are shortening. People are gaining information faster than they were before. So I, I think better information will be around sooner than, say, it was for the Nintendo or Sega. So you're not going to have to wait 20 years, but uh, definitely a few more years before I think something like that's viable. I think a smaller number of people are going to be collecting it, though. Probably more people but, were on the lookout to find weird Nintendo games we didn't know about than... But better information. Better, yeah. I mean, we, we got the internet. We got everything. Yeah, well, we've, we've talked about the challenges of yeah. collecting new games and, you know, of uh, photoshopped arts and, you know, stock images, which say you didn't have to deal with as much back then. 
Um, there are challenges, but there's still better information and it, there's a better way to pull a larger group of people than there was back then. So yeah, one of the bigger challenges is looking at your shelf of giant boxes and manufactured limited editions and not throwing up in your mouth a little at your fake collectible BS. Yep. <laughs> True. Here's a fun one from the RT Hammerquist. Hey, Tim. He wants to know, what is the best Final Fantasy for a toddler? Okay, I know a few of you are out there going, Mystic Quest, because it's the easy one. That's nonsense. Mystic you Quest, it's the easy one. Blech, blech. Are any of the Final Fantasy adventures, which aren't even real Final Fantasy games? No, you start them on Final Fantasy 1 on the NES. You <laughs> oh make God, it hard, <laughs> no speed button. You put them, look, because it's all going to, you're going to grind into them the hard part first. Everything is going to be easier after that moment, but you're going to mentally condition them for the hard stuff immediately. So Final Fantasy 1, okay? Original Nintendo, or like Dragon Quest, like, well, not that he asked for Dragon Quest, but the original Dragon Quest, like when you had to go up to a stair and click to open the menu and click stairs, yeah, buddy, or like unlock for a door, yeah, that's what we're talking about. No just randomly B button and search, you got to go into the menu to click search. I, I mean, I agree with that sentiment. I think that games in general, I mean, they're so easy now that if you don't start out having some kind of challenge, having to like bash your head a little bit against the game, you'll you probably grow up and you can never get into it. You're like, who could play these games? It's impossible to figure out what to do. Like, you got to get them early, right? Well, and I think games like that made me inquisitive and made me a problem solver. And I think now some of that is lost. Some of that skill, like you are still solving problems. Video games are still like good for mentally solving puzzles and stuff. But back then you deeply had to be a problem solver. There was no internet. There was no like once a month, maybe you got a Nintendo power and you got a whiff of what your question was, but you were on the schoolyard begging for information, trying to figure stuff out. You just had to try. You had to, you know, be like a little mini scientist out there conducting experiments seeing, okay, I tried X. Okay. That X didn't work. I'm going to try Y. And you're like documenting your results. You're just practicing the scientific method, whether you knew it or not. Yeah. Anyways, we have a question from VG Collectaholic. Uh, also, shout out to him. He's got his own little show, so make sure you check that out and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. What's the most satisfying collection you've completed thus far and why, Tyler? The most satisfying collection I've actually completed, I, I guess, Sega Saturn, because it's Sega Saturn doesn't have a ton of weird stuff. So it's got like some demo discs, like really nothing super expensive, anything like that. So Except that bootleg, too. Even that you can get, can't you? It's hard to get with the sleeve. Anyways, go on. All right, yeah, but it's like it's nice having like a full set that's not like no asterisk. Like oh, I don't have stadium events. Oh, I don't have the red box Wonder Dog variants. Like yeah, I kind of have everything on the Sega Saturn, and there are a couple like really nice things in there. Like you know Daytona Netlink, Panzer Dragoon Saga has a lot of stuff you could show off in the Sega Saturn set. So I think that's the most satisfying. Uh, what about uh, you don't do you have a you don't have a Sega CD set, do you? I do. That, I mean, I'd do put you, that equally up there, but it's like half the size. I like Sega okay. CD more than Saturn, to be clear. Do you have the Wonder Dog red box? I don't. If only you knew someone with an extra one. I, too bad I don't, Johnny, huh? You've told yeah, me this no. before. Yeah, I, 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 I honestly just don't want I'm, it that bad. Oh, man, but you should... Your set's incomplete. You've got the variant. Uh, <laughs> I've got the variant. Don't yeah, look at my well, Xbox set. Xbox is just variants like crazy. I don't have any of those. The red box is the original box. Anyways, for uh, me, it's, according to Sega Age, that is the popular prevailing theory. Uh, it's the truth. Uh, you can confirm that with actual dates on the boxes. Boom, did it. Um, All right. Anyways, I, I know. Uh, um, yeah. 
the prevailing theory on Sega Age written by me. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I, it is still a theory. It's not like actually proven. But yeah, that's my theory. Anyways, and I'm like 90% sure that's true. Johnny, uh, I'm going to say yours is the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Whoa, you are <laughs> correct, Tyler. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. If you don't know why, I did a whole episode on it that I gave a Two really episodes. They're the best episodes of Collector's Quest because it's only Johnny, everyone's favorite host, and it's a wonderful story. Uh, well, it's not a wonderful story, but, you know, heart-wrenching, all that kind of stuff. It it has its ups and downs. I will say that. it uh, It is just me, but it's not too long, and... If you want to know why Super Nintendo, I will just refer you to that episode. It's in the 70s or something. I should actually just release an episode where it's both of them together so people don't have to go listen to two things. It's in like the late but, 30s, Johnny. Come on. It, get is together. it? Yeah. I thought it was in like the 70s. God. I think it's in, it's been in our spotlight forever on I, SoundCloud. Well, it's because you always put it there. Yeah. It's like a nice audiobook. You listen to that and you're like, why can't Johnny tell stories as good as this all the time? I, Johnny's I'll, such a good I'll, storyteller. and then he's I'll just do like, another... I'll do another storytelling episode. I, I'll do. We'll do episodes from Johnny's life, the the uninspired times of a uh, of a middle aged nothing. <laughs> so, that sounds so, so nice. Yeah, it'll be great. So yeah, Super Nintendo for me, guys. And um, that is all of our questions, Tyler. We did it. What? No, it's not. You literally told me a question that we didn't get to. What? It was like, oh, what game can't you beat oh, or yeah. something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I forgot. I yeah, forgot because this. that one came that one came in mail and I did not take a picture of that question. So what is a game you enjoy but you've never beaten? It's Battle Kid 2. Battle Kid 2 is one of the best NES games, period. Like way better than most of the license set. I, I played it before I got into the mindset that you can just bash your head against a game over and over for hours until you beat it. I used to be one of these people that complained that old games are too hard for me sometimes. So I can get up to like the sixth or seventh boss in Battle Kid 2, and I never got further than that, but I do need to return to it and beat it. It's kind of like a mix of Castlevania, Metroid, and Mega Man, with a lot heavy on the Mega Man. Uh, it's a really, really cool game. Awesome. Thank you for letting us know. It's a homebrew. Uh, from- it's Johnny's favorite type of game. Yep, we'll never play it. Oh, Just God. kidding. Um, for me, it's a little different. Uh, I did actually beat it, but I, I hadn't beat it for what? a long time. Uh, okay, uh, that doesn't count. Give me a different one. It, no, I don't have another one that I can think of right now. I just, I can't. I'm Johnny. I've beaten every that. game. No, I did. I haven't beaten every game, but like, n- usually a game isn't too hard for me to beat. I just, like, say, lose interest. I mean, sure, they're, like, he also said enjoy, right? Part of it is that you enjoy it. So there's not too many of those I can pinpoint down i'm none as a matter of fact that i enjoyed but i'm like ugh, can't beat this game like wrecking crew never beat wrecking crew okay i never beat donkey kong i i liked both of those games there are you happy now it's a less interesting story all right i beat donkey kong i played through every single level on the nes version good for you all three um no i'm gonna tell you my story anyways it was zelda ocarina of time and i ran i know people what? are like what said it was majora's mask or not Majora's it's not Majora's Mask. I spoke wrong to you. Oh my All goodness. Right. It is Ocarina of Time. So what happened when I was playing this game and I made it all the way to Ganon. And I actually didn't know, spoiler word, that Ganon had a second form. I thought I just beat it, right? So mm-hmm. I am just about to beat Ganon. I'm I'm gonna beat him. And the power goes out. Like we have like a hard, like the transformer exploded. 
superpower search through the house. Everything goes. My save file is gone. So <laughs> for years, I did not go back to. I was just like, well, I enjoyed that, but I'm not going to go redo that again. I was so annoyed and mad about it, just so like whiny. I was just like, nope, no, nope, not playing that anymore. I'm done. Done now. I did go back and beat it. So, but that was like uh, seven or eight, nine. I go, God. It feels like not so long ago, but I guess it was like 10 years ago now that I did that. But I did finally beat it, and I enjoyed I it. I see that being super disheartening. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like, like Ganon is going to die. Like, you know, you've got the like last kill. You've got most of your arch. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this bastard. And I, when I went through and then beat it the second, uh, for real, I did it on the Master Quest. So, Oh, so you still really yeah. haven't beaten Ocarina of Time. Nope. You just beat this fake version of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, the harder version. <laughs> So, yeah, I did that. Anyways, that that's it. And that is now all of our questions. But I do want to say that um, Beverly Hills underscore East Coast is the one who gave us about the PS3 question. And the other question, and I have to actually go to Instagram uh, to get this real quick. Let me tell you who gave us that. And that was A2Z Games 89. Uh, yeah, we, ch- we chat a little bit sometimes. So, yeah, he wanted to know that. All right. Thank you, listeners. You're part of the show now. Finally. It only took yeah. 100 episodes. It, and it only took, you know, Instagram giving us a platform and the ability to ask these questions. So thanks to that. It's like the first positive change I've seen Instagram make. <laughs> thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, we support you wholeheartedly in all your endeavors. That's not Mark Zuckerberg. That's Facebook, dude. Facebook owns Instagram. Do they? Johnny, we're, what, what planet really? do you live on? It's like the biggest really? company on Earth besides Apple. They own what? Huh? Okay. Instagram is a photo and video social networking service owned by Facebook it was, Inc. It, no, it was made by two teenagers in the garage. Oh, okay. That means that they couldn't have been bought by Facebook ever. No, people don't sell things like that. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't. Right. You wouldn't just. You wouldn't just accumulate all this stuff to sell it. Yeah, especially a money a, a service like Instagram that probably is bleeding money as startups do, and then people are like, "How about four billion dollars?" And they're like, "No, nah, I don't know about that." That sounds like a sensible choice. I don't know anything about business, Johnny. I fix TVs for a living. Facebook TV owns Instagram, TV. is what I'm trying to say. I know. So, do you want to go to the second half of the show? Let's do it, Tyler. We're going there. We're doing the other part, which people think aren't. Uh, people love this part not premier part of the show they're so interested in us as people they might be they want to know what we're uh, but this whole episode was like about us as people and our personal thoughts yeah i guess on things we're so So, yeah cool uh let's talk about what we're buying what we're playing tyler it's that time go ahead and start us off well this weekend i got back from replay fx the replay what's that foundation expo it is the worst-named pinball arcade and video game convention on planet Earth, and I dare you, you to find something named worse. You told me you were at that thing, and I did not know what the hell you were talking about. Right? I thought you were... Ta- I was like, what are you talking to me about? I I was lost in your message for a while. I'm like, what is this? I didn't understand what it was until I went to Instagram and saw a picture. So I'm I'm fairly deeply involved in the pinball community and I, li- I like watch live streaming pinball from time to time. And replay effects has only been a thing for a few years. And I, it started like they started putting up splash screens for replay effects. And I didn't understand what it was. I'm like, what is this company? And what are they trying to sell me? I don't understand what replay effects is. Um, but it's it's like any other 
arcade pinball gaming expo except that everything works 100 freaking percent and nobody shows up to it because no one knows what the hell replay effects is it's in pittsburgh by the way but people started to show up more this year but it's the largest pinball tournament on earth every year called pinberg which is sort of like the u.s open of pinball in that there's there's like invitationals based on how good your ranking is and all that pinberg is the one that anyone with 200 dollars who can click a buy ticket faster than limited run games sell out can show up and compete at pinberg so uh, I played a lot of pinball, a lot of arcade games. Nice. And did you do well, or did you scrub out and make some mistakes and get yourself punted again? Uh, so I ended up higher than my initial seed. So my initial seed was 264, I think. And I don't have my exact rank, but I'm somewhere in the 210 to 250 range. So I didn't win any money. It's not going to be crazy for me. It's divided into five divisions. I had enough points to get into the highest division, but based on tiebreakers, because they limit the amount of people who can be in each division, I didn't make it in. But I had a lot of fun standing up for 36 hours and, and playing tons of pinball. Johnny Mnemonic Pinball. Johnny, have you, you... You remember Johnny Mnemonic, of course, right? Yeah, the with Keanu movie. Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, that and pinball, pinball machine's machine. freaking amazing. Like, I think it's one of the best pinball machines ever made. I have, I have not played it a lot until Replay FX. But yeah, everyone go out and find a Johnny Mnemonic Pinball Machine. Of all things, you can trust my opinion. I know more about pinball than anyone you talk to, unless you happen to be one of these weird pinball people go find a Johnny Mnemonic pinball machine. Uh, I will say this. There's a lot of good pinball machines based off of properties you would not... The property does not define how good of a of a gameplay experience you have. You can't get too caught up in the property versus the board, or you will miss out on good games. Good yeah, Congo is the other obvious example, the movie about the gorilla. Uh, it's an yeah, excellent but, game as well. Well, like... Like Dracula isn't great, but I like Dracula. But the like you look at it and you're like, this is the dumbest looking shit. And your your favorite one that I always make fun of, the soccer one, World Oh World, World Cup, Cup soccer. It's got a cartoon dog yeah. on it. Yeah, it's, it's so. I I, I don't want to do. I don't want to know anything about soccer. I don't want to do anything about soccer. I understand it's a good pinball machine, but it's like, oh god. Like, what's the other one too? Was it like? Well, you know, I was really down on the Ford Mustang one because that that's, that's garbage. Movie. But I hope it wasn't good as well. I don't know if it was or not. It's a good game. I miss the fact that, like, in the modern era, we will never have a pinball game or pretty much anything in life that's not based on a giant licensed property. So, I hope we get a Sharknado pinball. I think something that represents that whole series should be a pinball machine. It feels right. No, I want I want something like Sharknado, but not, like, licensed Sharknado. It's just, like, I don't know, like, Shark Tornado, I guess it, it's too obvious that it's based on the movie but i don't know in the olden days we had like teacher's pet that's a freaking pinball machine gay 90s that's a pinball machine future spa it's a spa from the future i don't know we made ten thousand of these i'm i'm waiting for it it's not happening but it's uh i'm just waiting for a harry potter pinball machine to happen but it it won't won't. because jk rowling is she's a jerk and i hate her because of it and her books are bad you shouldn't say such things that you'll regret later (sighs) No, I like her books. That's, yeah, that's not true. And I, uh, who knows what her information, like, who knows, like, what, how her point of view even arrived at that. If I could ask her, like, three questions, it would be one of my three questions. Like, what, what's with the pinball thing? And who knows, maybe that was, like, her brand manager didn't represent it to her correctly. And I thought she, she got, like, like, somewhere there. No, no, I don't think she tweeted it. But either way, it's frustrating because, like, she, she has so much money that you know nothing is going to ever sway her on that opinion. Like, if she has oh, yeah. an opinion, she's the law. She Nothing is going to ever change it. 
Yeah, but, well, the way that gets circumvented is so Warner Brother owns some licensing that she does not. So you, you see some really weird Harry Potter objects mm-hmm. get made. So I, I still hold out hope that one day. If not, just play, please, to your point, someone make a pinball machine called Wizarding School. That would be cool. It would be an unlicensed theme that everyone wants. Because magic, you can't go wrong with a magic-themed pinball machine. It's a world under glass, right? Right. And just to be clear, because we didn't explain this, uh, uh, J.K. Rowling, she doesn't like pinball because she thinks it's associated with gambling because her brain is in the 1920s. Or maybe that's just what Brits think of it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the connotation is there. I don't know how those opinions are formed, but it seems like a pretty weird hardline opinion to have that isn't correct. So why is that a thing? Yep. But I mean, some states still had laws. I think in San Jose you couldn't in California you couldn't play pinball in the state in the city of San Jose until like 5 years ago legally. Yeah, every once in a while there's like a news article that comes out like pinball finally legalized in so and so city because there's so many local ordin- ordinances that are just so out of date and now that pinball's coming back people are like, "Oh, I want to start an arcade. We got to get this repealed in our local courts." Right. And because they don't make sense and there was, you know, I understand the original sentiment. It's it's an interesting thing to read up on, but I don't know how J.K. Rowling got to this, and I don't know why that would still be the case. I just don't think she's researched it and put her, her opinion on it, so a real opinion on it, uh, with any kind of uh, informed uh, thinking. So, but that's just what I'm hoping, because I like her and I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. And uh, Tyler, so that's what you played. What did you buy? Wait, I want to give Johnny. Um, you're moving. You always move me on too fast. Oh, I thought I want to talk done. about the said... crappy things I played. So, oh, gaming okay. conventions—they're my opportunity to play things that I don't need to buy. So they had a Laser Active there. I've never played a Laser Active, and the controller was broken. I was so bummed. I thought it was my time oh, to play Laser Active. That was the thing I was trying. Man, I don't know who was asking about. It. I'm like, what is this stupid thing? Because there's some Xbox games that were Laser Active games that you can, um, what you can play. Yeah, no, I'll, laser I'll go act, the laser disc console. Oh no, not oh god, it, it isn't laser active. What is it called? Anyways, there's this. I'll figure it out. No, the laser active is the one that that has the modules, the laser disc yeah. with modules, and actually had some of its own games that were laser. You're talking about like Nuon, the DVD player console. Um, no, there was these Xbox games that you could get on the PS2 and Xbox, but they were like arcade games. We'll we'll talk about it later. Go on with your story. All right, so I couldn't play Laser Active, and every single convention I'm at, I play a Vectrix, and I sat down in front of it for a half hour, and every single time, I don't understand why people like the Vectrix. It's like, it's like the R-Zone compared to an arcade cabinet with a vector monitor. Like, the games are not great, the controller's not great, and they sell for, they were selling them for like three to five hundred dollars. Why do people like the Vectrix, Johnny? Do you have a Vectrix? Of course you do. It's sitting on the top of your shelf, right? It's like such a collector showpiece now. No, I don't like the Vectrix. Oh, you're so cool, Johnny. But do you have one? I don't. Oh, you're even cooler. All right. Johnny, you're okay in my book. Thanks. Appreciate that, Tyler. <laughs> um, and uh, other than that, I'm playing Popful Mail on the PC-98. The PC 98. Oh, really? Uh, it's terrible. Yes. Not, not even on the Sega CD? So, I played the Sega CD version last year, and this okay, year it's... now I'm playing it on the PC-98, which is not translated, so good thing I've already played it before. It's got, like, East combat. Like, you don't hit anything, you just kind of run into them and they die. It's oh. really happy we got the Sega CD version. Don't know why they decided to remake this crappy game and make it so good. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. 
And I, you see, I could badmouth this all I want because I know that no one has ever played the PC98 version of Popple Mail. PC98 just seems like a bad computer. It can't really scroll smoothly. So, all right, I'm talking a lot about what I played, Johnny. What have you played? I'm playing Octopath, and I'm incredibly frustrated and annoyed with it in a good way. Ooh, is it a hard game? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, it's, it's not that it's that hard. Okay, but I've got like five of the characters now. And I did this thing, I jumped over to some of the chapter two missions because I like walked in and like, oh, here's a chapter two one. And I'm like, okay, and it's like suggested levels like 24. And you're in like this mining town and you just got this guy who's got, I'm annoyed with this whole area. And we, we can talk about this <laughs> just real briefly. So there's this guy who owns this mining town and all these people are mining, hoping to like find gold and get rich. But the guy comes and he's like, I own this town. <laughs> you gotta give your gold to me. But because I'm so generous, I'll pay you for it. So basically, these guys are mining land that they don't own. And this other guy does have like a legal, like it seems like a legal claim to this land. So these people are just trespassing and mining his goods. And everyone's like, it's so unfair that he's like this. <laughs> and you're like, I'm like, well, because he's like, that's mine. <laughs> but it, it is his, like, it's his land. You, you are trespassing on his land, taking his stuff. Of course, he wants, like, the fact that he's paying you anything for it is great. Like, what you should do is unionize, maybe, to get a better amount, because you know this stuff is super value and he's underpaying you for it, because he's definitely going to want workers to mine this land. Uh, are there more workers available that could do this, which would then cut you out of it? I mean, I don't understand the the political and, um, you know, wage-driven dynamics here, but it seems confusing that he's the bad guy because he owns this land, and he wants to, you know, get compensated for people taking valuable material out of his land. It is, I'm very it is frustrating when you don't agree with your character's actions in a game because that guy was definitely the bad guy, right? Like, in oh that yeah, area. like yeah. I mean, and they totally trump him up. Like he's like, ha 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 ha! I'm counting my money. Look how rich I am. Yeah, the guy's a total like dick, and like, and they they make him the bad guy, and he is like he like you can he ran someone else off this property, kind of took him. He's not a good person. He's not a good guy, but I associate like lots of large businesses are like that. They are the bad guy, right? Uh they've done shady and shitty things to to get power and to, you know, become big corporations. I see that all the time. Um we all do, right? It's not just me. I'm not just like a weird conspiracy guy who thinks that that happens. That that's happens. California thought. Uh, yeah. That's a California thought. Yeah, uh anti big business and uh, you know, wants to keep government out of business. Not really a California line of thought. Anyways, um, so they make him the bad guy, which he is a bad guy. That I don't have too much qualms. I just think it's like a weird thing that their basis for him being a bad guy is like people stealing from him and him not wanting that to happen. Um, anyways, it's a chapter two thing. They say the suggested level is like 24 when you get there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like 20. And I go and I give it a try. And I get stomped. I'm like, okay, well, that was a mistake. Um, clearly, but I fought him for like 40 minutes, Tyler, 40 minutes of RPG battling. God, that and I lost like the worst thing I've ever, I heard. lost and the game over screen was so painful to see. I was like, why did this happen to me? Okay. So I go and I go do some other quests. I get a different character. I level up my guys. I come back. I'm level 27. I fight him for another 45 minutes and lose again. Oh, my God. This sounds like, like the worst game. Who would ever play this? I'm like, 
Well, it's like fun. It's like great, like classic RPG. It's, it reminds me of playing an actual Final Fantasy. I'm enjoying that part of it a lot. But the fact that I just like, I did all the grinding. I, I'm like three levels higher than, I don't know if there's some trick I'm missing, but man, that felt real bad. And I, and I haven't played it in like four days after that happened. I guess it was more than four days. It was like, yeah, last Sunday, I'm going to play it a little bit uh, tomorrow. But yeah. Ugh, you just uh, you cast crusher. heal on him, and because of his black heart, he dies instantly. Yeah, you actually can cast holy. He is weak to holy. <laughs> oh, all right. That was a Final Fantasy Mystic Quest reference, or is that just a general Final that's Fantasy a ge- reference? That's okay. a general, like, uh, if it's like a ghast or a ghoul, you can cast, like, resurrect or give it a healing potion or, uh, like, a phoenix down, and you can kill him. But I remember, in like, literally the final boss of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest is just like he cast heal and it dies yeah. instantly. Yeah. All right. So, but yeah, right, that's, cool. that is Octopath like the Traveler. Does that game look cool? Does it look like as it cool does. as it looks? Yeah, it's so, great. It's like, and game. the special edition, it's one of the few special editions because you know how I feel about special editions. Like, you oh, give yeah. me a coin and like all this CD, and I fucking hate it. I really love the special edition. I love the box is gigantic, but it's like a pop up book for each character. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Cool. That game. So. So looking at that game makes me frustrated at what indie games are not doing with pixel art graphics. Like, not that it's like the most innovative thing. It's like, yeah, we added this cool tilt chip effect to our, our pixel art stuff. It's just like, ugh, pixel art stuff has become so lazy. Like everything Indian on Steam is this lazy pixel art. It's so good to see someone do something good with it. I agree. And the other thing I like, it, you know, I didn't necessarily like when RBGs hit this point where everything was voiced. It kind of felt like, ugh. Like, I didn't need to hear this. Like, it's like weird. But I actually kind of like the voice acting in this one because they don't voice the whole thing. They'll give you, like, the first line and then you get to read the text. So, <laughs> that's you how voice acting in RPGs goes for me anyway. Well, I'm reading yeah. faster than they're talking. Right. But it's almost like some of the parts are, like, fully voice scripted. But a lot of it is just, like, the one thing. So, you kind of get an idea of the character. But they, they're they not, like, it's not heavily acted. You're like, and I was hurt, like big anime, like it's not a bunch yeah, of that yeah. kind of stuff, which I, I like. I, I didn't think I was going to like that because I'm typically like, I would rather just read. Link, like Link doesn't need to have a voice. I don't need that kind of stuff. Just give me the game. But I, kinda, uh, I, I like when they just do like the first sentence or something, because then I don't feel pressured to be like, oh, someone sat down in a recording studio and did all this voice acting and they put like effort into it. Maybe I should just sit and listen to it. So I like when I, I don't get that pressure, and because I, I skip all that voice acting card. Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's what I'm playing, and I'm enjoying it, even though I'm frustrated with it. So, what did you buy, Tyler? So at Replay FX, uh, really, really weird, like old eight bit Atari stuff and ColecoVision, like probably the biggest selection of like real retro vintage stuff that I've ever seen at a convention. And I bought none of it because half of it wasn't priced, and I don't like talking to sellers. But I did find a Robocop 3 for 40 bucks, which I think is a good deal. Uh, complete Sega Genesis. And literally as I was buying it, the seller was having a conversation with the guy next to me about how, oh, they're so happy when they they get a buyer that's like, oh, I remember this from when, from my childhood. And they're not just some stupid collector that's looking to check a game off their list. And I'm like handing him my money. It's like, need to check this game off my list. <laughs> so felt pretty stupid buying from that seller as he was bad mouthing me kind of and some other stupid games i bought to check off the list uh mcdonald's treasure land adventure the magic school bus space exploration game wolf child and shadow blasters all kind of uncommon yep. games on that sega genesis yep good ones too like all of those 
And do you want to know uh, Collector's Quest is influencing my purchasing behavior, Johnny? How because so? Because there's this guy that's been selling off like a full 3DO set on uh, on eBay, like all the really nice stuff, Woody Woodpecker and Dino Park and all that kind of stuff. I yes. bought his Shelley Duvall, A Bird's Life. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm telling you, Collector's Quest has affected the value of Bird's Life on the on the 3DO. We've put, we made Shelley Duvall a little more relevant than she was before. Yeah, and you you Which, told me who she is. Now I can put a face to that name. Yep, you are welcome. I'm glad my old ass can teach you some things. All right, I will tell you what I bought. I bought Silent Bomber for the PlayStation that 1. It's kind of violent. It was $70. I was very happy. It was one of these games I was like, I'm all, I only want to pay like $50 for this. And then it was always like at 100 And I'm like, why did did I miss something? Then finally someone put it at $50 in an open, or $70 in an open auction. I was the only bidder. So yeah, that just shows that that game is kind of overpriced right now. So I was glad I got it for 70 Happy with that. Glad to check it off the list. But it's kind of an uncommon and expensive PS1 game. Like and, all PS1 uh, games, I have never heard of it. Right. And, you know, I hadn't until about two years ago either. Um, and I don't know if I said this on our last episode, it's been a little while, but I bought Legend of Hero Toma for the Turbo Graphics. I think you said so, that. Yeah. Unless Anyways. it's the other one. What's the other one? No, it's that one. <laughs> no, what's the other one? I was having a conversation with my friend today. Oh, Dynastic Hero, probably. Dynastic Hero. Damn it. All right. I... Which is just, uh, All right. which is, uh, was it Monster World? Wonder Boy Monster World with the palette yeah. swap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, on the topic of PlayStation 1 games I don't know, Johnny, I feel like I talk about collecting games a lot. I, I read a lot about collecting games, and I'm just hoping that one of these days, like, yeah, PlayStation will be old enough where I just start knowing about PlayStation, but I'm realizing now that that's never going to happen unless I pursue it. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I feel like I've just kind of, like, absorbed all this knowledge about Nintendo and Sega stuff, and I'm going to have to actively seek out PlayStation, because, you know, no one's ever talking about PlayStation on game collecting forums and stuff like that. No, it's still very niche, and that's why the prices have, haven't gone insane yet. There are some There's a that PlayStation have, age, right? Do people actually talk there? Or is it just, like, do. Danger Boy talking to himself? No, I mean, Danger Boy, I don't even think he runs it anymore, but, um, but uh, yeah, there's people talking there. And I mean, I don't even talk there very often, but, you know, it's a good place to learn some things. Uh, I think PlayStation will still have its day. I, you know, but we'll see. Maybe it never catches on. And maybe, you know, people with full PS1 sets will just be few and far between. I'm How hoping weird would that be if PlayStation 1 never catches on? Because you know PlayStation 2 is going, that's going to have its day, no, no matter what. But that would be yeah, so like, weird if PlayStation 1 never catches on. Will, will PS1 be the master system to, uh, to the PS2 Sega Genesis? I did, you can't even make that comparison because Master System is such a piece of garbage and PlayStation has like 2,000 games. Wow. Yeah, I just, I just like taking my digs at Master System when I can. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that is all we've got time for today. Thank you for the questions. We might might make this running thing where we ask questions and not do a full episode, uh, but we take a few and then answer them. But uh, yeah, we're, we're running long, super long now. Hour and 20 minutes right on the thing that I guessed we would be at, right? Y yep, you were right. I was like, 45 minutes tops. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, God, am I making you miss magic? Uh, did you did already you miss mean, it? Did I, did I miss it 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I feel bad about that now, Johnny. That's fine. You uh, didn't do that thing where you like tried to hurry me up. Nope. I can, uh, I can we, sense we were, it. We were having a good talk. I'm going to hurry you up now, though, because... Um, now I got things to do. Yeah, I know. I got to go play some Divinity Original Sin 2. Have you heard about yeah. that one? Yeah, Ada is waiting for you. Get that game 
if you had people mining on other people's land, you would totally be able to make them form a union and, and do all that stuff. All right. I'll stop. <laughs> all right. Great. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tyler, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, default gen, G-E-N. That's default, J-E-N. That's it. Right. Yep. Or, you know, Game TZ, Nintendo Age. I like those places a lot, too. Uh, yep. And you know where to find me. I'm Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram, on Twitter. I think I'm just Johnny Ayuchi on YouTube. Same What's thing. What's your phone number? Don't, f- Don't forget to like, uh, comment, and subscribe, by the way, everybody. Yeah, that'd be great. And then the call to action that we don't do always before the bump. But if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy what we're doing here and you would like more of it, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a nice star review. That would really help us. It helps us grow. Much and appreciated. Johnny, if, if we were going to do Seriously, something I do like appreciate this that. on a more regular basis, such as every show, a little segment where we answer viewer questions, where would I send in a question to the show? Okay, well... Either myself, Tyler, or our Instagram profile, collectors underscore quest underscore podcast, will go into the story feature and say, ask me a question. We might do that a couple of times in a week, and I will collect the questions, and and Tyler and I will collect the answers, and then put them on the show. That sounds awesome, Johnny. Yep, it's going to be good. We We will do it in some sort of regularity, I promise. All right. Well, have fun going off and doing whatever you're pretending you really need to do, because I know that you were actually pretending to be at a comic shop right now, so you can't really have anything that important. Nah, I have something I'm going to do. I'll text you about it in a minute. All right. All right, Tyler. Have fun. I'll talk to you later. Everyone, bye!